0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Excited today about the show. One, I'm back in Minnesota. Weather's pretty good, but we got to talk about the NFL Combine. I mean, this is the time where teams can make or break their season by finding the right guy. Can the Vikings find a diamond in the rough? Also, we got to dive back into this Kirk Cousins locker room slash days off conversation. And then this basketball season, of course, has Doc Rivers got it right? Or are the Timberwolves just taking breaks every now and then. We'll talk about all that and much more coming up next.
1: Locked on sports, Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now.
0: Excited about today's show. It's the Ron Johnson show, and I'm back in Minnesota. As I said, I'm going to get my producer and co host in, in the show in a minute, Sam Extram. But I want everybody to know today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. It's safe, it's secure, and you don't have to worry about scalpers trying to nickel and dime you and maybe not even give you a real ticket. Again, this is on your phone. There's no hassle. Just find the seat. You can even see where you're sitting, and they have great last minute deals. So, again, that's the game time app on any app market and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Well, today's show, we got to talk about Kirk Cousins. We're going to talk about Anthony Edwards. And of course, we're going to talk about the NFL Combine. And let's get Sam Extremadure to the show. I'm excited to be back, so that I could kind of relax and kind of hang out and just get my wits about me. Nope, flight was canceled. Uh, so a little bit frustrated at that one, people are like, Oh dude, you got to spend extra day in in Mexico. You should be excited. That was cool. My kids loved it, but also one of my kids was stressed out about her schoolwork. I then had work. I was worried about getting back here for the show today. I'm like, where, where I can't shoot a show from the airport. I mean, it was, it was so chaotic and it ended up working out. We got on the first flight that next morning. Uh, they did take, they were giving us a free hotel, but we ended up not using it because my in-laws, they they're staying there for six weeks so we were able to just stay wow. in their place again. Um yeah, they're there for a long time. And so uh I made it back and uh came back to great weather. Uh looks like it's going to be a weird week of 21 degrees on Wednesday then like 79 degrees during the weekend. I mean, it, it's just this is what the week this is what Minnesota weather should be like in every February, March. Uh hopefully no more snow, but we'll see. This is Minnesota. But Sam is great to see you. I mean, we saw each other anyway from Mexico. We did. Uh, it's kind of good to be back. It's good to good to be back. Uh, it was weird driving, hadn't drove a car in almost two weeks. So it was weird driving the car this morning and taking the kids to school. And then last night, cause I did land on time. I was able to get out, had two meetings yesterday. So I was able to make both of those, just pushed them back to later in the night. Um, so I was working last night to probably 9 PM. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's what you do. You know, when, when stuff happens, you just make it work and that's what we're doing, Sam. And so I'm glad to, to be back with you. Uh, but we got to talk about, the NFL Combine first. Uh, the NFL Combine is this week, Sam. We know the Vikings are looking for uh, integral pieces. Like you said, Kevin O'Connell and Quasey are going to speak later today on the podium. And so we'll cover more of that this week. And if there's any good tidbits, we'll do some quick stuff with that. Uh, but at the end of the day, Sam, I don't really know if we're going to get exactly what we're looking for, unless, because we know this has happened earlier in the regime, they let it slip It's a Freudian slip of like what they're looking for, who they're watching. Uh, but you, it's like poker. You never want to let people know exactly what you're looking for, because if it is J.J. McCarthy, you don't want to drive his stock up to the point where now you're trying to trade up to make sure you get J.J. McCarthy, because I think where they sit now, they could get him without doing anything. And then they can re-sign Kirk Cousins. And I hope that's the plan. They're talking behind the scenes. I hope that's the plan they're telling Justin Jefferson to get him signed. Uh, you get Kirk Cousins out of there after two years, and then you have a rookie guy on a rookie deal. And you can you know, you know, can maximize your Justin Jefferson dollars, your TJ Hawkinson dollars, uh, possibly another running back if you have to. But I would say you got to go get you an edge rusher. Uh, but Sam, is there anything at the combine off the top of your head that you're looking forward to?
1: Yeah, um, I, I always like to see where the prospects stack up. So once once they've all run their 40s, done their bench presses, who's going to emerge as the top prospects, the best of the best? Which lineman is going to have you know the best sh- uh, short shuttle? Which yep. wide receiver is going to be the 4-2 guy? I want to see who kind of rises to the top of those uh, rankings. But really today, I'm dialed in to KOC and Quazy because they're going to be asked some very direct pointed questions, Ron, about Justin Jefferson and Kirk cousins. And they're going to have to do some verbal tap dancing because we're not going to get the full truth. We're going to have to read between the lines. What morsels are they going to give us? And will they tip us off at all to their direction? Will they give a full throated endorsement of Justin Jefferson getting re-signed and quell some of the rumors about a Justin Jefferson trade, right? Yeah. Like that, that's what I want to hear. I'd like to hear Quasi come out and say, absolutely not. We're going to get this done.
0: And here's a full list of the quarterbacks that were invited to the combine. Now, everybody's not going to work out. Everybody's not going to throw. I know Bo Nix is deciding to throw now. Originally, he wasn't, but here's the names Jaden Daniels, Sam Hartman. Devin Leary, Drake May, our guy from North Carolina who kind of gave it to the Gophers a little bit. J.J. McCarthy, also my guy uh, from Michigan. Joe Milton the third, which he's now becoming an interesting prospect because of we're hearing 70-yard in the air throw. We're hearing yeah. uh, uh, Cam Newton-type body type. That's the kind of stuff that like helps guys jump quick. Like Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson last year was a combine freak was a workout freak. And everybody's like, Whoa, I mean, he was, what did he do? He ran around, did a play action, you know, threw the ball 60 yards in the air off a of play action. Everybody's celebrating. He's doing backflips. So you have that, you know, so maybe Joe Milton the third gets that out of Tennessee. We got Bo Nix, you got Michael Penix jr. Which I'm not a fan of the lefty, like his lefty, Like, I don't like his throwing motion, but maybe he's worked on it because that's what guys do as soon as the season ends. Uh, You got Michael Pratt out of Tulane, Spencer Rattler, who feel like he's been in college forever, but maybe we just know the name because he's transferred so much. Uh, You got Austin Reed out of Western Kentucky. Uh, You got uh, Kadan Slovis. You got Jordan Travis out of Florida State. Now, that's another one because Jordan Travis held Florida State out of, quote-unquote, the playoff because everybody felt like if they had their guy – they would have been in it, but because they didn't have a quarterback, everybody kind of held them back. So he's a guy that coming off injury. So what is that going to look like for him? And then, of course, the guy that everybody wants to see, Caleb Williams. He has been all over the news for everything but football towards the end of the year, not winning games, Uh, worried about going to hang out with his dog, so on and so forth. That's one position uh, the Vikings are looking at. Now, another one, a lot of people might not think, but I think this could be an interesting one for the Vikings. And I've not heard a lot of people talk about it. That's why I'm going to go with this one, running backs. Like, running back for the Vikings, if they could find a good rookie, because there's no, in my opinion, this is my opinion, and I'm not sure, I don't feel like there's any running back right now screaming, I have to be taken in the first round. Like, none of these running backs right now are screaming, take me in the first round. But there are some guys that if they're there in the second round, I would take them. Like Blake Corum, Frank Gore Jr., Bucky Irving out of Oregon. When you think about the Minnesota pass-happy defense, or sorry, pass-happy offense, and you want a running back that's shifty, can, can go give, can give you instant offense. He reminds me of Jet McKinnon, and Jet McKinnon never got a shot because he kept getting hurt. But he reminds me of that Jet McKinnon type of running back that if he stays healthy, Bucky Irvin could be a late round guy um, in that name. Of course, he's a gopher guy, we know. But if you watch him in Oregon, Oregon was top six. Kid was good. He was legit. And that's why I think he entered the league. He's like, look, there's no time like today. Uh, you know, Now, I thought he would have stayed for the simple fact that they they got Dante Moore to transfer from UCLA to Oregon. That was interesting that he still left because I know Bo Nix. Uh, but maybe that was it hey i want to go get nil for one year two years and then i want to go to the league and so bucky Irvin had a plan he's now you know his name is out there um this is alphabetical so it's not like they're putting his name in here with anybody that he's above anybody other than that there's no other names uh you got will shipley out of clemson again clemson didn't have the clemson seasons so we're not talking about clemson running backs like we used to uh but and then of course jace mcclellan out of uh, alabama um, any Alabama running back, I mean, if you watch them versus Michigan, those guys were big, strong, uh, and they were, they're smart. Like they're, they're well coached. Uh, so that's another position for me. I don't think they need to look at wide receiver personally. I mean, there's going to be some late round guys, of course, they grab. They don't really, I mean, now again, tight end. What are your thoughts on tight end? Cause TJ Hawkinson, um, like you're not going to get Eric all cause he's going to be, a, you know, I think an early cause he's from Iowa. So I think he's going to go in the first two or three rounds. Um, but what do you think? Like, do you think you take a flyer on a brevin Spanford mm-hmm. in the fourth or fifth round? Like what, what are your thoughts? Kids yeah, over think... out of Ohio State. I don't know if you remember the big I think he's number eight, big kid from Ohio State. I remember watching him go to Gophers. He was kind of a solid, nice piece of that. I don't know where he's gonna drop, but what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, you don't you don't need a TJ Hawkinson replacement, you need a TJ Hawkinson compliment. So Josh Oliver's in the building. Yep. Johnny months, a free agent. He might not be back. So you need someone else for, you know, those first four games, I think yep. where TJ Hawkinson still rehabbing and then someone who can play it, Cause TJ Hawkinson's not going to come in and play 65 snaps right away. I wouldn't think you're going right. to want someone who can fill in for four or five drives a game. So yeah, fourth round, fifth round seems like kind of a sweet spot where you can find a little bit of tight end talent. Uh, I'd be all in. And the Vikings have run a lot of day three picks. I want to say they've got two fourths and two fifths, maybe two six. They've built up a lot of capital there. So by all means, bolster the tight end room, bolster the running back room. Like you Mm -hmm. said, I think they've got a lot of areas as long as they're addressing, you know, pass rush for me and quarterback like those two need to be taken care of. And after that, go for it.
0: And when you're looking at pass rush, I mean, of course, I'm a Big Ten guy, so I'm going to be biased to these Big Ten names, but also because I played against and with some of these kids' dads now when I look at their names. Crazy. But wow. Chris Jenkins out of Michigan. Again, another Michigan kid, but Chris Jenkins, he, he's graded as one of the top D linemen to come out. He is an interior lineman, uh, similar to his dad, Chris Jenkins. Uh, big, strong, fast, physical So that's a name to keep an eye on. If he doesn't go early, he could be there. Chop Robinson out of Penn State, Uh, Denarius Robinson out of Missouri. Uh, These are just guys I've seen them in games and I've heard their names pop up a couple times. We talked about the the kid from Illinois, um, uh, Newton, Jay Zay Newton, if if they call him, because I know when Gabe Henderson and I did some breakdown stuff. But he, I think he's going to go too high. Like if you remember, I don't know if you remember the Michigan Illinois game, but Minnesota had a handle on Illinois. Because he was suspended for the first half, uh, he got into a fight. I don't know what happened. He got no fight, or maybe something the game before got disqualified, and so he had to miss the first half of the Gophers game. Came in the second half, first play created havoc, and so he is one of the top linemen. I just think he'll go too early, so that's not a kid they can get. And then linebackers, I mean, when you look at linebackers, the Vikings are light there as well. So, like, I, again, I'm not very well versed. On linebackers, maybe we'll have to reach out to Pete Bursage and and get his thoughts on some of these linebackers in the draft that the Vikings could use. Uh, But, I mean, when you think about linebacker, that's a spot they can get, defensive back. Now I'm going to do a little deep diving on some of these defensive backs. Uh, Very interesting that the Iowa kid, as of now, is saying he's not going to run and do anything at the Combine, uh, the Cooper DeGene fair catch kid, Mm -hmm. um, saying he's not doing anything, which I'm like, I wonder if that's like, is he worried? about being out there in no pads because he is a gamer like there are some kids that are just gamers or is he trying to use his star power to just say i'm i'm too good to do this like i'll do it at my workout when i'm comfortable but i don't want to do it in front of everybody i wonder how they're going to take that because again yeah um you know, he didn't seem super fast. He he does have good speed, though. I mean, you watch him run the kickback against the Gophers. It didn't count. Uh, You watch him play corner. It doesn't get tested a lot. So I don't know if that was more hype. Uh, also, the Big Ten. I mean, the Gophers threw the ball, I think, 10 times or something like that. Like, it wasn't it was it wasn't like it was one of those games where you're like, oh, he got tested and he, he shined. They didn't throw the ball a lot. So I, I don't know, like, how this Cooper DeGene kid would be. Uh, but it'd be, a, it'd be a very very interesting when you're looking at the you know the, the Kool-Aid, McKin, McKinstry. I just like the name Kool-Aid uh, out of Alabama, though. But yeah. but he's out of Alabama, him and the other kid. I said Kalen King out of Penn State. Of course, he's a Detroit kid. Um, so, I, like I said, I'm always going to be big on, on those kids. But also Jalen Key out of Alabama. Why Alabama has put out some good DBs uh, as of late. So that's where I'm kind of going, too, when you think about DB. Late-round guys, like I like the Big Ten guys to always fill in. Look at what Josh Tellis gave you out of Michigan like that's that's where I'm going with that like you got to you got to look at where guys at so that's kind of our quick you know take at the end of the day though and i remember this these guys are going to get to the combine they're going to get this little sheet Sam and it has five names on it and it's coaches and it's the teams and those coaches have requested to meet with you you get five they get five i don't know if they've changed it um you, but you get five you get five meetings and so when you go into those meetings they want to see how you're going to fit in with their team cuz they already know their team chemistry they already know what their teams are made of. and speaking of team chemistry like we we'll talk about that later this week because we got the we got the round table we got we I'm, I'm gonna jump in on the football party so we'll be able to talk about the combine and and guys that we think could fit you know based off interviews and what we're hearing because again this is when stuff comes out like sources say that this kid uh doesn't have any vocal, you know doesn't have any uh whatever interpersonal skills and coaches are worried he's too quiet and he he's not going to make it in the locker room or he's a problem because he was out late partying during the combine. I mean all kinds of stories come out. I think uh the Vikings drafted uh the receiver from LSU key what Kelly? I can't remember his name. Um What's his name? Kelly, Kelly Campbell. Kelly Campbell. And remember he got in trouble for for smoking weed. So like guys like now that's legal though. You can smoke a little weed to take the edge off, but he was probably, you know, he's probably nervous. He's like, man, I got to go run in front of these guys. Blah, blah, blah. And then he tested positive because he didn't know that they were going to test it. And they didn't tell us, they kind of like knocked on our door like five in the morning. Like, Hey, you got to go down and pee. And if you don't pee, you can't compete today. And so they picked different days to get you. And they did not tell us, they kind of, we like, we heard a rumor about it, which they, I think they were trying to tell like, hey don't do anything stupid, man. We're going to test you. Um, so, but yeah, but he, he got tested positive for, for marijuana, which kind of hurt his draft stock. And then the Vikings got him as a free agent. But when you look at locker room guys, you look at chemistry guys, it always starts with the quarterback. Like that's where a lot of teams build their culture off the quarterback. Like now, the Ravens, it was always Ray Lewis. You are going to have teams that are built defensively. Uh, I think the 49ers are built from the coach down, not Brock Purdy, more of you got stars. And, you know, everybody has a different way to build their culture. But like the Chiefs. Uh, wherever Tom Brady goes, um, you know, you look at Justin Herbert, you know, those guys, uh, what's his name, with with the uh, Burrow? Mm-hmm. It's culture. I, I want to address this one because we did we did hear two guys that never played with Kirk Cousins make comments about Kirk Cousins. Now, one guy, because I am seeing tweets about it, and Jeremiah Suros, love him to death. We'll see if we can get him on the show uh, again. But, you know, he didn't really say anything. He just said he thought it was weird when he heard it. That was it. I thought it was weird when I heard it but that that also leads me to believe he's not truly bought in or doesn't really know what was said. And this is what I want to do. I can argue both sides. I see what people are thinking because I do know um and then this is the off season though. So off season is totally different from in season. I w- I was only with the coach through like four games. So I didn't see a full scope of the season. I was there as an intern kind of in the off season, all off season you know, as a coach. And then the next year with Jim Caldwell, I was assistant receivers coach all off season and they made it through like four games and then they let me go because we had way too many coaches, to be honest. Uh also we had some fake retirements uh that happened because of the NFL rules of 401ks. And so I was a part of that. Like I was just being another guy. They was like, all right, we got too many guys. Um and I got it. So I appreciate the opportunity because I learned a ton from it. And it helped me in my job now, it helped me commentate everything. So I wouldn't have traded that experience for anything. Um but I do remember Peyton Manning coming in early. Now, this is what I will say though: Peyton Manning was gone and on the golf course, like by a certain time. Like he always kind of had a schedule. Like I'll be in at five forty-five a.m., but I'm golfing because, like, me and Stokely or me and whoever. Like I heard he golfed with Tiger Woods. Um, like he had schedules where he had like serious golf stuff to do, and so Peyton Manning got his work done early. Like, hey, if I come in at five, because I would come in at like 5.45, trying to beat everybody in to get in the weight room. And all of a sudden, I see headlights because I'm in the weight room lifting. You can see the headlights pull up. I'm thinking it's a coach, nope, it's Peyton. And he's going into his little office because he had like a locker room slash office thing where he could get film and he had a room, you know, all that stuff. For Kirk Cousins, he said, and this is his quote, I don't do football-related stuff on Tuesdays. Now, Sam, when you hear that, do you think that's truly just like, I mean, what did you take of that when he said that? Because I'm it's from Netflix, the yeah. quarterback. I don't do... I don't do football-related stuff on Tuesdays.
1: I I think that's probably a general rule of thumb, but I bet it's flexible. Correct. I bet if you play on Monday um, and you have a short week or you have a Thursday game coming up, I bet that's not the case. Right. I bet that under a best-case scenario, you've got a full week, normal week, Tuesday being the off day, quote-unquote, you're probably spending most of it with your family. But does that mean you're not checking out uh, and doing some rehab doing a little bit of film work during the day no but it means you're you're devoting a majority of your time to your family that's what I take from it is that it's sort of a guideline right but it it may it probably doesn't apply to every hour of that day or every week on the the season calendar
0: right because like you know for for the other guy to say I was offended when I heard that why like why are you like one that's not your teammate you're not playing. Why are you offended when you hear Like, that's what I don't, I was very confused at that I was offended when I heard that because, you know, you come in on Tuesdays, which is true. Guys come in on Tuesdays, they get, you know, in the cold tub, they get rehab. And then he said, like, a coach will see you and be like, hey, man, come to my office. Let's talk. And you do that because you're just shooting the breeze. You're not up there, like, seriously trying to game plan. And that's what, like, that's what annoys me about how they're trying to, like, portray it. Tuesdays are really relaxed. Like some guys will say, like, "Hey, No, nah, man, I just I told my wife I'd be back. Like, I gotta go grab her because by law they can't force you to practice unless, like you said, Sam, unless your schedule's like, ele- like sped up because it's a Thursday week or something or it's a Monday night week. It's it's always changes. But like by law, the CBA they can't force you to practice. So they know they can't force you to be there. So when they do it, it's like, hey, man, you want to come upstairs? Like, I, uh, I want to show you something. Yeah, but I gotta yep, like I got I got fifteen minutes, coach. Let's do it." I got, I got my wife in the car. So, cause a lot of people will literally come over there. I've been, I've been to the Vikings cause Tuesday actually is my day. So Tuesday I go to the facility and that's how I know Kirk cousins has been there on a Tuesday because I've seen him. Like I've seen him. I've seen Metellus. I've seen CJ ham. I've seen Daniel Hunter. I've seen Harrison Smith. Like I see those guys. I've seen KJ Osborne. Like I've been there every Tuesday during the season. So I see guys whether they're like walking out, whether they're going to grab food. Cause again, it's free food. Why like if I'm if I'm just getting rehab or I'm over here like doing some lightweight stuff, why wouldn't I grab some a free Caesar salad? Like, why would I go buy it myself, even though I, I got money? Like, what's better than free? Nothing. Like I'm gonna go, I'm not gonna pay for it. So there I've seen guys over there. So when they say like when Kirk Cousins say he's not doing football stuff, yeah, he's probably not deep diving and breaking it down because like look i did that work sunday night after the game i did a little bit monday because we watched film and we did all monday tuesday i just want to unplug a little bit and then wednesday i'm right back at it wednesday morning i'm up because kirk's there like he's one of the first guys up and there um but that's that's the key is like if there's no balance that's our guys burn out like we are a world that always talks about that so that's why i say i can argue both sides i can say i get it like oh man my quarterback's not here because don't try to like put him in the like Russell or what's his name, Jamarcus Russell, when he said he never did anything. And then uh, the the coaches said they would put DVDs in his book and they were blank. And then he would come back like, oh yeah, I watched that. You know, like, or or, or, or what's his name? Little little Mighty Mike, Kyler Murray. You know, oh, he, he plays video games so much. We got put in his contract that, hey man, y- you can't be playing too much video games. You know, like that's not Kirk Cousins. So like for people to even try to like create that is weird, but hey, it is what it is. I get it. Uh, but that's just a locker room thing where where I just feel like in a world where we are sitting back, always worried about like family first and people like being mentally stable. But now we're asking people to burn themselves out because we feel disrespected. It's just weird to me, but it is what it is. And we got to move on. Uh, we got to talk a little basketball. Uh, we got a lot more football for you guys this week, so make sure you guys stay tuned to all the Locked On Sports uh, content because our Minnesota content, because we are going to cover the combine. We're going to cover the pressers on the football party. We're going to cover it on the, the round table. So make sure you guys stick around for that. Uh, but coming up next, we're going to talk basketball because after the All-Star break, what do the Timberwolves have to do to stay in first place? And we're going to talk about Doc Rivers because he was a hot topic, and then he turned around after the All-Star break and beat the Timberwolves, the number one team, in my opinion, or one of the number one teams in the NBA. The Bucs found a way to do it, so it's Doc Rivers back. We'll talk about that and much more after we from our sponsors.
1: We're brought to you today by Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, all the music, all the comedy, all the theater in your city. They've got killer last-minute deals all-in prices on the app, Views from your seat and the best price guarantee. They take the guesswork out of buying tickets. And you can buy tickets in just two taps on the Game Time ticketing app. All in prices show you the total upfront so you know what you're getting when you head to checkout. And with zone deals, you pick the section, Game Time picks the seats for big time savings. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time credits you 110% of the difference. So, take the guesswork of buying tickets with Game Time right now at Game Time. Use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your purchase. Code LOCKED ON, $20 off your purchase. Terms apply. Download the Game Time app. And again, use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
0: Well, basketball season is upon us. The Timberwolves. I feel like, like Sam, have you ever seen the meme, or not the meme, the movie? Because I don't know if you have. Have you ever Probably seen
1: Probably not, but I'll, we'll see. Let's see.
0: Batman with Heath Ledger as the Joker.
1: Oh, the Dark Knight. Yes. Okay. Definitely seen Because you remember
0: when he was standing up there and he was waiting for chaos to happen. He's like, and here we go. And so I feel like that's where we're at right now. Because the Timberwolves and the Thunder, Sam, I don't know if you saw this, are both 40 and 17. They're exactly tied. Uh, pretty similar home and away records. Timberwolves 7-3 last 10, Thunder 8-2, two. so two of the hottest teams in the West. Uh, Pelicans also 7-3, um, as well as the Mavs and the Lakers, So and the Warriors are 8-2, so it's heating up. The Warriors and Lakers now know it's time to turn it on. This is when champions do it. The Warriors know they got to stay in that 10th seed area. Why? Because they feel like they could beat the Lakers. They probably also feel like they could beat the Mavs. They also probably feel like they could beat the Kings, which the Warriors could. Uh Lakers, ah, we'll see what these injuries. But I know the Warriors also and a lot of teams also feel like they could beat the Thunder and the Timberwolves. Uh, I do personally feel like if I'm picking, give me the Clippers or the Thunder. I don't want the Nuggets or the Wolves if I'm in the West. But when you look at this after the All-Star break, Sam, first off, we all picked on the basketball party and we'll we'll reconvene mm-hmm. tomorrow. We'll talk yep. about this. Um, what we thought the week was gonna go like. And we all were bullish. I was kind of nervous because I'm like, the minute I fall for them, they let me down. And they didn't let me down. They only lost one so far to the Bucs. They do play the Spurs today. I'm guessing they'll win that one. Uh, So we'll figure out if they're going to be two and one. But if they go one and two, Sam, they go one and two out of the all-star break. Are you worried about that?
1: Well, here's what worries me. I mean, the the third quarter against the Bucs was unacceptable, but... More so, the Thunder have come out of the break like bats out of hell. Like they are, and I think Shea tweeted some like poem, like he wasn't satisfied with number two. He wants to be number one in the West, and it looks like it because they come out of the break. They beat the Clippers by 22. They beat the Wizards, who stink, but they beat them by 41, and they beat the Rockets by 13. So the Thunder are here to play, and they're not going away. So the Wolves are going to have to keep the pedal down, and they can't afford to choke games away. So if they lose tonight against Wemby, a team that's won 11 games this year, yeah, that would be concerning. Like You have to clean up against the bad teams in the second half of the season. You've got to win, I think I said there were 12 games in the second half against sub-500 teams. They beat the Nets. Okay, so there's one. So 11 to go. you got to win most of those games to be the one seed, I think. And that includes tonight. So you need to take these just as seriously as the big ones against the top competition. Uh, so I would be worried if they lost tonight. Yeah.
0: And so when you think about that, so again, you talked about the third quarter, 13 points in the third quarter. And we had talked about that. We talked about the fourth quarter collapses. We talked about how hot they were coming out of the um, half, but then they have a great fourth quarter now, 37, I will scored them 37, 25, 12 point shift but they lost by five why because they couldn't find a way to score 20 points 20 points is all it would have taken in the third quarter sam to win that game most likely they were seven points away and so when you look at that third quarter one is it okay you know we're up what were they up they were up uh five six like up seven in the in the half you know are they going into the half like oh the same old bucks doc river or did doc river going to the half and getting those those hind parts because that's my other side of it people were down on doc rivers he's no accountability blah blah we saw the jj reddick deal and now doc rivers finds a way to beat the number one team does doc rivers deserve more credit or or maybe the bucks were just good like they just they just needed the coach to maybe give them a little bit of a push to figure out what what helps them tick. um so when you think about that like, do you think that's the Timberwolves, or do you think that was more of the Bucks in that third quarter, like the loss? Like, do you do you give more credit to the Bucks, or do you say, you know what, the Timberwolves, you guys are just bad?
1: Yeah, I watched that quarter with great frustration, and I think it was a little bit of both. I think any team with Giannis and Dame, I don't care how they've been playing, they can come alive, right? Like, they're going to have quarters like that where everything drops. They were moving the ball fantastic on offense. Timberwolves were out of their minds on the offensive end. And I don't know if it was the Bucs locking them down necessarily either. Anthony Edwards was missing layups. Uh, They were turning the ball over every other possession it felt like. Hurried shots early in the shot clock. They they, They let that avalanche get out of control. It started as a snowball. It just started turning and turning and becoming a massive snow pile that just buried them. And they couldn't snap out of it. Uh that's maybe that's on Chris Finch for not writing the ship. Uh but it, it was the Bucks playing great on the offensive end and the Wolves just having nothing to offer. And that that's that is a chronic issue, Ron, for the Wolves is that the offense tends to disappear every couple games. There's just a blackout and they lose their identity and they lose their mind. And that happened against the Bucs.
0: Yeah, and so the poem you're talking about, because everybody was talking about this. Uh his his Instagram caption because everybody's talking about it now. It was like Shay back to work. I don't need much, I don't need too much rest. (laughs) Too much. He's yeah, (laughs) it's it's the number two though. I get where he's going. Yeah. Until oh, I see what he's doing. So he's using two because he used his numbers to right. His numbers two. And so he's he's using two for everything. So he's like Shay back to work, the number two. I don't need too much rest until two is the best. I'm not happy with two in the West. Two like that was his signature line so yeah he's 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 uh dr seuss right now trying to get his team amped up uh for this playoff run and you're right they 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 are coming out like on fire and so this this is the problem though when you when you think about that when you look at the standings you look at where they are uh and then you see who else is in the west like wh- where do they have when you look at what the the thunder today played a bad team as well they play well not bad the buck the rockets are kind of blah they're in the middle um 25 and 32 but when you think about the rockets and where they stand in the west the west is just loaded right now and so that's that's the tough thing for for me when you watch what they're doing who they play and then who they have next that's why because the rockets are in the 12th seed that's why it could get easier for the thunder because it looks like they have a little bit of a of a not easier stretch but just. The games they have, to me, don't feel like, like oh, this is a team that you need to worry about. Uh, this just seems like a team right now. When you look at the Thunder are going to play the Rockets. Then they play the Spurs. And the Suns are tough. You got the Lakers. That, could, we, that can go either way. The Blazers look like they melded in. The Heat can be tough. The Grizzlies melded in. The Pacers are tough. And then the Mavs. And then the Grizzlies again, the Jazz. So the Thunder are going to have to show us who they are as well. And that's why the Timberwolves – you know they're gonna need every single game and games like that having the lead at halftime and then losing the third quarter 36 to 13 that's got to feel bad that's got to feel bad and so for me i'm just hoping that the timberwolves can figure it out i've said this over and over and over again i'm staring at the man's shoe here in front of my desk anthony edwards has got to be the guy like they got to relinquish some of the power sometimes and let anthony edwards just take over uh, I think that's the key for this team. The one more thing, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. Maybe we'll do this on the round table as well. Maybe we all talk about this, like who our favorite player is. But Lance Stevenson plays for the Iowa Wolves, and he commented or tweeted or gave a quote saying his favorite player right now is Anthony Edwards. And I think, like, I don't know what publication posted it. Uh, I saw Michael Grady, and maybe we'll get Michael Grady on. That's what I need to reach out to. That said, um, this is no, he said no Lance Stevenson slander. This is what he said because you know, people are gonna, oh, he's smoking crack or he's this, he's that. Like, Lance Stevenson deserves the platform, deserves to be able to say whatever you want. He's going up against some of the best, he's had some great games. He was a great player in the league. Uh, so like, to try to denigrate what he said because you don't agree with it, or you know, he said, my favorite player to watch right now is Anthony Edwards. I don't see anything wrong with that, that's just showing that. Mm-hmm. Other players in the league are respecting him now, kind of seeing what he's doing. Uh, he's putting on a show when he can. I just hope he has controlled aggression, meaning he doesn't try to go out there and, and James Harden some of these games and realize if I don't have it, I don't have it. If I do, I do. And that's what I'm looking most forward to is like to see where Anthony Edwards goes. But I think Lance Stevenson is right. Like he is one of the most exciting players to watch right now. And I think that's crazy. Uh, that anybody would try to question a, a former player, say, Oh, like you're just saying that because you're with the Iowa Wolves or whatever. Cause I know that's what people are thinking. Uh, do you think that's an Iowa Wolves thing, him saying that? Or do you think he truly just really believes Anthony Edwards is was one of his favorite players?
1: Yeah, I mean... Do you think
0: he's trying to get the call up by, like, sucking up Anthony Edwards?
1: (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. If I were Lance Stevenson, I don't think I'd want to be in Iowa much longer. I think I'd want to play real NBA basketball, so whatever you have to do. But that can't be an uncommon opinion amongst current and former players that, I mean, Anthony Edwards is legit fun to watch. There's a million people that would agree with him, uh, and he probably does see a lot of Anthony Edwards games because of where he plays. So maybe he's a little biased, but... I think it's a legit opinion. I mean, when he ignites the flame, there's no one like him. And he did that in the fourth quarter against the Nets on Saturday when the whole team was sluggish. Edwards just lifted them to that win. And that's what he has the capability to do. And it's amazing when he does it. I wish he would do it a little more often, but um, he is is the engine that fuels this team.
0: And speaking of that, Sam, we're going to talk about the engine that drives the Spurs. We got J.J. McCarthy and Drake May, and we got a secret one coming up in the Daily 3 next. That's three questions, probably about a minute each today, and we'll do that after we're from our sponsors.
1: And we're brought to you by FanDuel today, America's number one sports book where you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, a great place to bet the NBA. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. You can put that on the Wolves tonight. I'm about to ask Ron Johnson, will the Wolves cover the spread against the Spurs? Stay tuned for that. Find out what that spread is. Uh, If you win the $5 bet, and you could probably do that if you bet the Wolves' money line, then you've got $150 that you can put on the same-game parlays, same-game parlay pluses, exclusive NBA props, and so much more at FanDuel's easy interface the FanDuel Sportsbook app or fanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official
0: sportsbook partner of the NBA. Well now it's time for the daily three. That's three questions. About a minute each today. Take it away, Sam.
1: I told the people I would ask you the Wolves are favored by 13 and a half tonight against the Spurs at home. Ron, would you bet the Wolves to cover against Wemby, Popovich, and San Antonio?
0: So, Wemby to me, um, I'm seeing a lot of Wemby slander, I guess I'll call it, because now you're seeing a lot of people saying bowl bowl with the Suns is pretty much Wemby without the hype. And I'm not going to lie, like after watching Charles Barkley post some bowl bowl highlights, um... He does do a lot of the same things. The one thing I'll say about Bobo versus Wimby, one, he doesn't shoot the three as well. Uh, Wimby has a legit jumper. He can shoot. Bobo is more of a, a overall just mid-range slasher, uh, can play. Wimby seems like he goes after it a little bit more, and I know Bobo's coming off the bench. Um, but Wimby seems to have a bigger, better motor. Like he goes more where Bo Bo has like, like the fact that he can score, I think he scored like 25 points or something or t- 14. Po- it was like a weird number in like 25 minutes or 25 points in 14 minutes or 14 points in 25 minutes. I can't remember what the stat was, but it was like, he came off the bench and, and had a good night or 24 points in 25 minutes. I don't know. But either way, the fact that you can do that in one game, how come you don't do that every night where Wimby every night is trying to give you the best of the best of what he has, I just don't feel like, and whether it is Bo Bo is overshadowed by Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, blah, blah. Now, with that said, when you think about Wimby, I just don't know if, because like I said, with guys like Wimby, Jokic, I'm using Jaden McDaniels. I'm using Nas Reed. I'm using Kat and Gobert, because I'm going to give you different types of defensive looks. I'm going to give you a guy that can cover you in the perimeter and Nas and Jaden McDaniels. I'm going to give you a guy in Kat. That's gonna bang you when you get down low and a guy in Rudy Bear that you can't shoot over as easily uh because he's your height, pretty much. And so that's what how I would treat Wimby. Like I would play some type of whether it's a switch, uh, whether it's some type of combo defensive of look, I'm gonna give it to him. So can they cover? 13 and a half is a lot. And the way the Timberwolves have been playing in the fourth, it just feels like even if they have a 20-point lead, they're gonna find a way. Like it's gonna come down to like a fan duel, people upset because it's gonna be like a 15 point lead and Wimby or somebody's going to shoot like a two because there's 26 seconds on the clock and they don't want a negative like play on their stat sheet like Mike Conley did when he shot the three and got punched in the chest. Right. Uh I feel like that might happen where Wimby or somebody has to take like a meaningless layup just to like put it at 13 and screw everybody on them covering. Uh, so I'm going to go with no. I don't think they'll cover the 13 and a half. What about you?
1: Yeah, that's a big number. Um, but I also feel a little deceived because people are are tweeting like, oh, Wemby's turning the corner, like Wemby is rookie of the year. But the Spurs also won one game in February. One game. Right. They've lost like 10 of 11 this month, and a lot of those games by a lot. So I don't know. I, they, he doesn't have a supporting cast. If Rudy is playing, he missed Saturday's game. I think it was just because of a back-to-back. I think he'll play tonight. I'm going to say the Wolves cover. I'm going to say the Spurs are just. Don't have anyone to 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 really compete with the wolves' talent. So I, I'm bullish on the wolves tonight. Wolves win by a lot.
0: Well, because here's the thing, though. When you look at the Spurs Timberwolves, um, so you think about January 27th, they lost by one. Uh, you got the in-season tournament, they beat them by seven. Uh, the Spurs also beat them 107 to 98. Uh oh, sorry, no, that was 2022. Never mind. So you had the in-season tournament, and then you had what was the other one? Oh, December 6th timberwolves beat them 102 to 94 um there was the blowout from april but that was early um wait april that was last april year would have been last year so yeah, i think three three times this year played three times this year two and one yep so yeah it hasn't there's been none of these games that really jump out to say they're gonna blow them out which is crazy i didn't even <laughs> that 151 to 131 that's nuts last year <laughs> but yeah like they haven't blown them out in any of these games i just that to me feels like I don't know if that's a sucker's bet. And this is the thing. Mm. I feel like if people are to all bet the Spurs to cover, then the Spurs won't cover. Spurs are going to get blown like it's, it's it just goes the way of the house all the time. So, but we'll see. I, I don't think the I don't think the Timberwolves will cover though. I think the Spurs will cover. If you took the Spurs with a 13 and a half, I think you'd be all right.
1: Check that out at FanDuel. Uh question number 2, Ron, would you rather the Minnesota Vikings stay at number 11 in the draft and take your guy, JJ mm-hmm. McCarthy, or trade multiple first round picks, move up and get either Drake May or Jaden Daniels. Which would you do?
0: So I wouldn't go get Jaden Daniels. I'm sorry. I just don't I I don't know if I think he fits what Kevin O'Connell wants. Um but also I don't know like I mean because I'm I'm only going off of like the Kirk Cousins piece of the way the offense is set up. Then you look at the Josh Dobbs piece where um you know, it, it felt like it was going to work, but then it didn't work. I just don't know. Now, this would be Kevin O'Connell having a quarterback the full offseason. But I feel like the way this offense goes with J.J. and T.J. Uh, and K.J. Uh, and C.J., Um, you just have to go with J.J. Like, you got to throw a J.J. But Drake May, he rhymes with that, too. So I can see Drake May with J.J., T.J., K.J. and C.J. Um, Yeah, like, I, I, I think. That you know, it's funny. Like, I always wonder why nobody called Adam Thielen AJ because his middle name is John, right? And I'm like, that should have been his name, he should have changed his name to AJ Thielen because I think that would have got him even more. Like, Adam Thielen sounds real, like, okay, he runs good rock. AJ Thielen sounds like a killer, like, it It, it sounds like it, it goes with like a West, like Wes Welker. He had a name that that sounded good, you know. I, I, it's just a certain name, Shannon Sharp, you know, it's it's the words, it goes together, it flows. JJ uh you know with Jefferson Justin Jefferson like it goes together KJ Osborne you know like I don't even know what his first name is but I'm pretty sure he likes KJ better than whatever his first name is um so yeah I I do like this thing I do like Drake May cuz he has the size I'm, I'm 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 sorry that I'm stuck on this size thing six three six four quarterbacks um but I feel like that's what Kevin O'Connell has built his offense based off of we've also seen short quarterbacks kind of do okay but not succeed like Russell Wilson is probably the shortest that I would go like him and Drew Brees at six feet. Um, so I'm always like, but I always like the six, three, six, four guys, Drake may I, I'm, I'm getting like Mitchell Trubisky vibes though. Like, I don't know why, like, I don't know if North it's just Carolina. Yeah. I don't know if it's a school that's throwing me off. Um, I feel like JJ McCarthy's bringing me the Tom Brady. And he also has a coach that like was a pro style coach that, you know, could have thrown the ball more. But when you have Donovan Edwards, who gave you like three, four big plays a game, uh, you look at every game, Ohio State, you look at the Washington game, like Donovan Edwards, when he came in, he balled out. Then you have Blake Corum, who when he was in there, he balled out. So it's tough to kind of say, yes, I think we should just run the ball or sorry, throw the ball when I have these two great running backs. So I like J.J. McCarthy. I would stay at 11 um, unless no. And I definitely wouldn't trade up. I would play that trade back game. Like if everybody drafted before you and you know, nobody else, like the next five teams don't want a quarterback. I'm trading back. Maybe a spot to say, Hey, who do you want at 11? Like, do you want to come up and I'll go back a spot and maybe I gain another second round pick. Like, cause that, that would be a value. Those second round picks. When you think about Dalvin cook and and drew Brees, even though technically that he would have been a first rounder. If there was a, a, not a a whatever negated pick, or there wasn't a 32nd team back then. I don't remember what it was. Um, But, that's that's the thing you look at, like the, the, the T Higgins, even, you know, he technically was a first rounder uh, going to the Bengals early in the second. So there's a lot of value there, too.
1: Yeah, You know, what worries me is that the Vikings are in prime position to get jumped because the Bears at nine will have already taken their quarterback at one. Yep. I think so. They might trade back and the Jets have Rodgers. They might trade back. So you got to look out for Denver at 12 or Las Vegas at 13 to jump over you and leapfrog you. It's going to be tough for the Vikings. I think like it's going to be nerve wracking if they have to stand pat at 11 and just sit there and wait. Um, boy, I'm going to be sweating for sure. Do you think so they
0: would it. they would sit back and jump over them just to get J.J. McCarthy? Or do you think like somebody else though? Like Maybe. May I think
1: or... I, Denver and Las Vegas worry me. Okay. If you're trying to get a QB at 11, I'd be worried. But right. we'll see how it plays out. Last one. couple minutes left. Uh, Put on your commissioner's hat. Mm -hmm. Reports indicate that the NFL again wants to change the kickoff rules Mm -hmm. because last year kickoffs returns were down to just 22% with the new fair catch rule. So Ron, what adjustment would you make to fix the kickoff in the NFL?
0: So I don't know if they want more kickoff. Like, what do you think they're trying to get more kickoffs? That's what I'm confused that, like. Yeah, they they want want... to
1: have more kickoff returns, but also not to (laughs) have concussion. Yeah, they want it to be safe, but they also want more kickoff returns.
0: I I still like the the XFL. Like, I Mm like theirs. It was the everybody lined up kind of five yards from each other. So there's no banging and it's true blocking and defeating your guy. Feels a little training camp-ish because that's literally a training camp drill. Like you put 11 or 10 guys across and we all, I don't know if it was two levels or if it was one, level, I can't remember, but that was literally a drill where half the field, we put five on five and then he runs right. You guys got to block and defeat or you guys got to block and try to win. And then the other side goes next returner. So you have two returners and you have double sides and his return, right, return left. And it's just a drill and you keep going and it's all the guys on kickoff and kickoff return, and you're just trying to work the drill one-on-one, whether it's I'm trying to swim, I'm trying to rip, and then also how to absorb this block and take them. I, I don't see why you don't test that in the preseason just to see. Everybody can go back to the regular returns. Um, you might actually have a better chance of like seeing your returners and who you want to keep. now. But that would be a problem going into the season if you don't stick to that rule. Now you've like picked up a returner that now you have a different way, you know, like, it's just, it's a lot, but I could, I could see them looking at something like that. Like, Hey, how, maybe we do the five yard apart from each other. And then we kick it. No fair catching. You have to return it. Uh, or, uh, you just have to down it, but yeah, I could, I could see the XFL rule. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. let Yeah. Let's try it. I don't know why we're so resistant to trying new things, uh, because it's a little bit radical because the kickoff returns are really fun play. So if we can enhance that and keep it safe, why wouldn't you exhaust all your options? Because what we have had the last couple of years is garbage. Okay. Another kickoff through the end zone.
0: Great. Cool.
1: It's it's a <laughs> well, boring. I think, I think the way play. the
0: NFL though they think, they don't want to take anything from another league because then they feel like like, oh, then they can like they were validating that league. We don't want to validate another league. Aren't they aren't they affiliated though now? I thought they were like connected. Like, they're, they're trying to, yeah, they're trying to say like, you will hold, I think they're calling it spring football. Cause the USFL and the XFL, I think merge, right. Or something like that or yep. two leagues. Yeah. So I think they're trying to treat it like spring football to say like, we'll pick up your guys as soon as your season ends. And so, so on and so forth. But I still think they don't want to validate them too much because yeah, then that's their next step. if there is truly a feeder system. Uh, I don't see why not though. I, I personally, like, if you think about like the Iowa wolves and how the NBA does the G league, I don't see why the NFL doesn't do that because then that gives guys, I mean, whether it's 40 grand, 50 grand, I don't know what they're paying those guys. uh, But I think it does give them a chance to watch more guys on film. And who knows, like Lucky Jackson did nothing for the Vikings, but he did, you know, eventually get a chance to play. He was, you know, on the team. uh, So it gave him an opportunity that he probably wouldn't have had if he had just been like working out on the street, trying to get into a door. Uh, It does open doors. So but yeah, I don't think they ever want to really adopt it, but we'll see. We'll see could happen but i want to thank everybody for joining us today i thank all the everydayers for continuing to download like share please tell a friend and tell a friend about us that we're here uh we truly appreciate it that's how we're going to grow we want to grow together because this is going to be a fun season whether it's with kirk cousins or without we're going to be right here with you to talk about our new quarterback or our old quarterback or both And that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, But make sure you find Locked On Sports Minnesota 24-7 on the YouTube stream for your favorite Minnesota sports shows around the clock. It's Vikings, Wild Wolves, Twins, and Gophers all hours of the day. Thank you, and have a great week.